Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855 kilohertz on your AM dial. Hi, I'm Anne, and with co-host Bill, I would like to pay my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. Each week on the Living Free Show, we showcase one of the many programs that assist in recovery from drug, alcohol, gambling and food addictions. Our guests share their recovery stories and highlight that shared experience saves lives. I'd like to welcome Claire to the show. Uh, she's uh, coming in by phone today to the studio. Um, good afternoon, Claire. Hi, Anne. Very nice to be here. Thanks for coming. Uh, Claire is a board member of Smart Recovery and has a lived experience of being close to a person with addictions. She now runs an online group for the families and friends of people close to those struggling with a problem behaviour. Um, Claire, I'd just like to um, start off with um, whether asking you to tell us a little bit about the behaviours that concern friends and family members of people that are using alcohol and other addictive substances and indeed addictive behaviours. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, and, and look, everybody's story is is different. Um, I I had my own personal story with my um, with my my son who um, developed uh, uh, problematic behaviours, starting with with cannabis and moving on to um, opioid uh, problems um, quite quite quickly. Um, but actually, also in my family, um, I had a, a, a stepmother and a father with um, with with problematic behaviours. So um, it, it was something that had always been part of my um, my my life, um, and I guess when you when you first uh, see these things happening, you um, uh, well for me it was my son getting into trouble at school, um, finding bags of cannabis around bongs, mm. um, and I guess at the beginning just hoping that it would all go away. Um, I've heard a lot of family stories over the time that I've been uh, facilitating the the group and um, people people at the beginning always hope it's going to get better. They see the signs, maybe there's too much alcohol, mm. there's money disappearing, online gambling and at the beginning you you just you just kind of think, oh, this is a phase, um, something that that we can, uh, something that will pass. Um, and I, yeah, I think probably a, a bit of um, a bit of denial because mm. you don't you don't really know how to handle it. We of, we often say at our group that um, you know nobody's born with the skills to manage a relationship with somebody with addictive behaviours. You you don't know. You know, it's it's not something that yep. you you know how to deal with. You don't you don't come to it with skill set. So mm. um, those ways of dealing with it um, have to have to be have to be learned and have to grow. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so, um, what sort of stresses does this does that um, that process of watching someone use addictive substances? Um, what sort of stresses does that put on families? Oh, look, it it it's. Um, it, it's it's extraordinary, and it, it, it's a, it's a really 
dreadful kind of stress. Um, I think I would say that it can be one of the worst experiences of your life, watching a loved one, whether it be a child, a parent, a spouse, a sibling, um, destroying their own lives and you being kind of um, powerless to do anything about it. Um, at, at our meetings, I, I would say probably the the overwhelming um, emotion that comes through initially is, is sadness, um, sadness and fear. Often people will join the meeting for the first time and they'll be reaching for a box of tissues mm. because once they actually start talking about these things, acknowledging them, um, finding a safe space where they can um, tell their story and often the dreadfulness of it, um, um, they, they, the sadness starts to be released. I mean, obviously, there is, you know, there's, there's anger, there's embarrassment, there's shame. Um, I mean, nobody wants to be the, the partner of an alcoholic mm. or the, the, mm -hmm. the parent of a drug addict because somehow you feel that you have failed, that um, you, you, you know, everybody else's life seems to be perfect, mm. and um, and you, you do you do feel shame, and a lot of people want to keep it want to keep it quiet. Um, I can't. Well, I can tell you the number of people who come to our meetings, and at our meetings, it is the only forum they have to talk about these things because mm. they don't share it with other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. That must be exhausting. That must be exhausting. Um, so can you yeah. talk a little bit about the toll that that takes on you, How, you know, that sh dealing with the anger, the embarrassment, the shame and the powerlessness? Yeah. Well, and, and I think um, I think what, what often happens is that um, carers forget their own lives and this the trying to make their loved one change or, um, or just dealing with those emotions as well as running a normal life going to work, caring for other family members, um, the, 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 the loved one with the problematic behaviour tends to become the, the central point of concern. And, you know, people, people stop doing things for themselves. Um, you know, you can imagine if you're the wife of somebody with an alcoholic partner and you've got kids, you can't, it's very hard for you to leave leave the home, ever leave your children mm. um, with, with that alcoholic partner. Um, people put their own lives on hold for a long time. Um, sometimes they develop their own um, uh, serious problematic behaviours, drinking mm. too much um, as a way of self-soothing, trying to escape the situation. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's, um, really difficult, and Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what steps do people typically take um, when they're in that state to try and help the person they're concerned about but also try and help themselves and their own their own kids or that just deal with the situation yeah uh, look it, it really it really varies uh, across the um, across the, the spectrum people will um, I, I find often people do do a lot of um, uh, research and they try to um, find, um, let's say, rehabilitation programs mm. that their loved one can get into and then their loved one says they're not going to go. Um, they, um, uh, they can um, sometimes contact their um, GPs to ask for help. 
they um, they might go. In my case, I think the first point of call was the um, was the school counselling program, um, and then a and then a GP. But I think the uh, and things things I think things are improving. But often people who you would think might be able to help actually still don't know that much about. Um, uh, drug and mm. alcohol problems in our society, so they they don't always have the the skills to bear to to help the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I can uh, I can remember um, the first uh, GP uh, family GP taking my son to see him. You know, saying he had a problem with with drugs and um, anxiety, um, and the GP. Uh, prescribed in Valium, mm. um, which then led to uh, yep. you know, yep. another 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 set of um, uh, you know a, a problem drug that um, was was all part of the downward spiral. And I'm sure that GP thought that um, he was doing the right thing at that time. And look, maybe in some situations it might have worked, but for us it was just part of the um, the, the downward spiral. So so people do try to to find. Um, uh, find help um, in most situations. It's just it is, it's it's really it's it's hard to find good skilled help still yeah. still in in Australia yeah. um, today. And I think that's partly because of the shame. I mean, if your child's got diabetes or your husband's got. Um, uh, has a stroke, you know, you can you can get an admission to hospital and get it all sorted, yep. or, or at least there's, there's a very clear pathway. It's our society doesn't treat um, these kinds of problematic behaviours um, in in the same way, if you know mm. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, which is remarkable given the extensive nature of the the yes. problems. And yeah. the effect on the families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've all. Uh, I mean, it's great to be talking to you on the radio today. I think we've all we've all got to have more conversations about this, mm-hmm. about the, about the way forward in order for um, society to kind of um, get get through the shame and the stigma yep. um, and move forward to finding positive, proactive solutions. Yep. Because there are there are things that can work. Yeah, and that's a powerful message that there are solutions. Yes, there are solutions. Mm. Um, I think there are. Um, oh, look! I have to say, Anne, when when people join our online meetings for the first time, often they they join the meeting and they are they are hopeful that they're going to find the um, the, the the magic bullet, the silver bullet that's mm-hmm. going to help them solve the problems, put their loved one out of misery. Mm-hmm. Um, find a solution for their for their family and their their emotional networks going forward. Um, it's it's not that simple or straightforward, but there are things that can make um, your life as a family member more manageable. And I I do I mean the evidence tells us that um, things uh, can improve for people. For example, who participate in the Smart Family Program. Um, but I've also I do see it with my own eyes in terms of um, people who keep coming back, mm-hmm. keep um, uh, keep making the changes and trying out new ways of dealing thing, with things. Things things can improve, and they they do improve and get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before we go to a break, Claire, would you tell us a little bit about um, given that the outside help is often not great that people receive. What sort of unhelpful things are they doing inside the home with the loved one um, that don't seem to work? 
Yeah, look, I think um, uh, I, I think the, the the central thing probably is that um, they they have a mindset that they just want the loved one to change, and they expect that if the loved one just changes, gets with with the program or some form of recovery program, everything will be okay, and they will um, they'll often spend a lot of time. Uh, badgering them, angry with them, communicating with them in ways that um, actually probably only end up making the loved one feel even worse um, rather than um, stepping back and thinking about what what I as a parent or a spouse um, or a sibling um, can do about changing my own behavior that um that is that is actually part of the problem as well mm-hmm. um so um yeah but it, but look it's it's very it's confusing you know no nobody you you don't um you don't you don't come to parenthood or um being a being a spouse having these skills you you have to you have to experiment and try um, try different things. Yeah, does that make sense, Anne? That totally makes sense. I think being a parent and being a spouse is already um, what was the word confusing, or it, it can be complicated. <laughs> so, um, um, so I, I, with a uh, person uh, who's using substances um, to cope yep. with life, it must be much, much more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, uh, look, let's take a break with a song called Smashing the Beat by River of Snakes. ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon and help keep communities strong. 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2022. To donate, call 03 9419 8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2022. Keep communities strong. Slavery is back. Welcome to a place where private business profit from a captive labour force, yet pennies are spent on medical services to a population in which the Indigenous, the poor and the mentally ill are overrepresented. Where isolation, humiliation and degradation are facts of life. Welcome to prison. 
It depends who's telling the story, I suppose. The prisoners would have one view. The people who work in the prison system would have another. And I think it's up to people to decide uh, you know, where, where the truth is. Give government propaganda and the media spin doctors the flick. And check out Doin' Time for news, views and tunes on prison issues from Guantanamo Bay to Christmas Island to prisons and detention centres everywhere. Every Monday at 4pm on your community radio, 3CR. We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution. This is a Living Free Show on 3CR, 855 kilohertz on your AM radio dial and 3CR on digital radio. If you would like to listen to one of our many podcasts, then you can find us on your preferred podcast platform or just Google 3CR Living Free and check out our website. You can also contact contact us via phone today or email or Twitter. We're talking today with Claire about recovering um, from being closely involved with a person whose um, behaviours are problematic um, with the help of Smart Recovery Australia. Welcome back, Claire. I'm here. Um, Um, Recently, you had a fundraiser uh, in April and um, my co-host Bill here is interested to hear how that went. Yeah, look, it was um, was great. It was uh, Take On Addiction um, was the name of the campaign. Um, it was the first time we've done a big um, fundraising um, campaign. The the numbers are still um, coming in in terms of uh, there are um, a handful of donations um, still still arriving. So I don't, I don't have the final figures, but it, it has been very successful. And it was actually a campaign that we ran um, with our um, fellow organisations in the US and the UK and Smart Recovery International as well. So it was it was just it was awesome being able to work with um, people around the globe who who shared these um, these common concerns and to engage with our community and people doing things from yoga poses to to walking. Um, I did walking. <laughs> Um, and and um, but it was you know it was a really um, great great to feel the energy and to raise the funds for such a good cause as well. Mm-hmm. So this is an international organisation. Are you able to give us some background to the origins of Smart Recovery and tell us what yeah. Smart stands for? Yeah, um, Smart stands for um, Self Management and Recovery Training. Um, actually, it started in uh, its origins go back to 1975. When a, when a group started in the U.S. called Women in Sobriety, and they um, what they were concerned about was um, an organisation that um, had a secular basis, so you didn't need to um, believe in a higher power mm-hmm. in the same way that AA, NA, or um, Al-Anon works. So um, we we think those programmes are absolutely awesome and have helped millions of people um but this um smart started with thinking we needed something that was secular and more rational as well mm-hmm. um and then in in 1994 that's nearly 30 years ago a guy called joe gerstein finally um set up well initially set up the um the first smart recovery board in the u.s um 2004 was our first program in australia at st vincent's hospital and um, the program grew then quite quickly to 30 meetings a year to now more than um, 300 
30 meetings a week to now more than 300 meetings a week around Australia. Um, and around the globe, there are um, there are yeah more than more than a thousand meetings every week of people getting together, practicing self management and recovery training. Smart, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, and so, what does the organisation do to get the message out there to the professionals who you spoke about before, who often don't know what to do with someone <clears throat> who's got an addictive um, problem? Well, I think there are. Um, uh, we we do as an organisation. We in we always have uh, research programs going on that are um, that vary in their funding. But mm-hmm. looking at the um, so we work with some of the uh, the best professionals in this um, in this space around the around the world, um, conducting research uh, programs into into our product. Um, I think. Uh, Look, honestly, we've 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 probably got gotten better at getting the message out through our uh, our blogs, our media programs. In the last two or three years, um, we have an ambassador program now that's starting, but there are still not as many people out there who know about mm. Smart mm. as do the um, BAANA Al-Anon network. So. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, it's still still growing, still 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 developing. Something like the Take on Addiction campaign was 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 really good for us because yep. um, we we were also advertising on Facebook and Instagram, and um, I think we had something like eight million eight million hits over the month, mm. which is um, for us an organisation is amazing, and we we hope that the brand recognition will continue to grow. Mm. Yeah, yep, great. Um, okay, so for anyone who identified with you before when you were talking about the the powerless, embarrassed, angry and exhausted situation you might get into trying to help someone with an yeah. addiction, um, would you be able to give them a little bit of a insight into what happens at a smart recovery family and friends meeting? Yeah, um, and uh, there are uh, nowadays, there are some face-to-face meetings, but a lot of our meetings are are still online. You can go to the, um, the Smart website and and find out where they are. Each each meeting starts with a, a kind of an explanation of of the process and the rules. Um, so it's it's obviously confidential. We we don't um, we don't bring shame or judgment to the meetings. Um, then the standard process is we do a we do a check in, and a and a check in is. Um, you say why why you're there, what it exactly it is that you you're dealing with, um, what is the the problem that you'd like immediate help with, um, and uh, we we are we are very much focused in the the here and now. So at our at our meetings, people don't have to bring um, their whole life story, you know, because every every family member who's been there could probably spend you know 48 hours telling. That telling that mm-hmm. story, we try to keep it um, short and sharp and focused on problem solving. We then have a discussion around the group about what comes out of the um, the, the checkout, and somebody might have a, uh, a particular problem that they're trying to, to deal with that they want advice from uh, from the rest of the group. Um, sometimes it can just be a discussion more about the um, the, the the smart family methodology. Um, 
which is described in one of our manuals. Um, and then at the end of the um, the meeting, we do a, a checkout. Most of our meetings last for about an hour and a half. Um, and uh, and then at the end of the meeting, the checkout is where we as individuals talk about what it is we're going to do differently in our own lives over the next week to um, try and make things better. Um, and I, I can't, I can't, uh, and I can, well, I can tell you just how how wonderful and helpful these meetings can be to um, to individuals. Mm. You know, um, often often people say that one of the things that they really appreciate is just not being alone. That knowing that mm-hmm. there are people out there who are um, struggling with. Um, um, struggling with the same things that they are dealing with, but often they'll find different ways of thinking about the the the, the relationship or the problem that they're having. You know, good ideas, tips, and techniques that have worked for um, a particular family that you can then go away and apply for, you, for your own family situation. Um, at Smart, we we don't we don't believe there's one single right way. To um, to move forward um, with 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 a with with this kind of situation, but what we what we do believe is that um, the power of the mutual aid group combined with the the smart methodology means that you can find different ways of of doing things, different ways of uh, approaching the problem that that can lead to um, the situation improving, getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like people have to learn the things that they weren't born knowing. <laughs> that, um, that's 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 exactly it. That's exactly it. Um, for um, for anybody who's who's interested, there is there is a great um, manual, the Smart Recovery Family and Friends Manual. It is for sale from um, uh, Smart Recovery in in Piermont and Sydney. Um, and but for anybody who wanted a manual and, and can't afford the cost of it, um, you should just write to Smart Recovery and ask if they'll they'll send you one for free. Um, and it is um, it's got it's got. Oh, um, 60 pages of really good tools, um, tips, techniques, things to things to get you through. Um, I know that with my son, I was just uh, I was desperate to read, learn anything, find stuff on the internet that that could potentially um, be helpful to us. And and this manual is is a really wonderful um, collection of things that have worked for other people in the same situation. Thanks, Claire. I've actually got it in front of me. I'm on page 26. Oh. And oh, it's, uh, it's got an opportunity there to do a lifestyle audit. What would I like to do less of and what would I like to do more of? And then yeah. on the other page, it's got ideas for letting go of guilt and self-blame. Yeah, so no, that is... Hmm. Yeah, there, there, are, there, are, there are lots of really good um, worksheets in there. Yep. Um, the um, And, yeah, just, I mean, it starts with some... The two pages of just top tips yep. of things that family and friends can do, and uh, you know, at, at our meetings, what we do is sometimes we talk about these and and you know, just bring them to life in terms of saying, you know, oh yeah, I I actually did apply that top tip, and um, yeah, it, it really really has yeah. helped me, and um, you know, and it's 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 wonderful in a in a mutual aid group as well when you when you 
when you meet, you get to know people who are going through really hard times, and then yep. and then they can have some kind of breakthrough, something that works for them. And it's and it's not always you know the magic be all end all solution, but it takes them from one really bad place to a slightly better place Mm -hmm. and um you know and in our meetings as well we really we like to celebrate that too you know yep well there seems to be about 20 top tips here on page six um so the people who come know they're not getting an instant solution but they've at least got 20 things they can try i might give you a little quiz um now claire just to put you on the spot um tell me about the number one tip don't assume You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. Don't assume. Do you want me to read the bit underneath it too? No, no, no. no. I've I've got it. You're all over it. Um, Look, um, I think that um, one of the things we often find is that um, people can um, uh, can uh, can either think the best of a situation and and therefore really be, you know, just assume it's all going to get better, be in denial about the way that things are progressing, or alternatively. they can catastrophize about things, and um, you know, people um, people might assume that you know because their um, their husband's drinking a, a, a case of beer every night that um, you know he's 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 going to die quite shortly, and that there is there's there's no other way other than um, just looking um, looking looking you know towards the funeral. Um, <laughs> but there are. Um, you know, there, there's, there's always there's always a middle way or a different path, and um, and you know, I think the assumption, assump, making assumptions can sometimes make you feel more anxious than um, than than you need to be. And anxiety is a big is a is a is a big problem because if you're if you're anxious, you it's very hard to approach a situation log, logically or clearly, um, and um, it it all gets even murkier. Mm, that was that was uh, you did well on that quiz. I'll give you a tick. Um, what about don't panic? Don't panic. Um, uh, that is that is the um, well. It, it kind of leads on, doesn't it, from don't assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't don't panic. Um, part of this is have a plan so you know what to do in emergency. Um, and look, and I will I will also tell you. Unfortunately, we do get people at our meetings um, from. Uh, fairly regularly who are facing situations of um, domestic violence yep. and um, one of the things if, if that arises in our meetings the the absolute top tip is you have to have a safety plan for yourself and for the other loved ones in the house and you know over 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 the months people will say to me oh that's a bit extreme isn't it having a personal safety plan um, and every everybody in in our group would absolutely say no you have mm. to have a safety plan know where your keys are maybe if you've got kids you have you have something packed in the car so that you can make a getaway know who it is who you would call um, and and actually we um, and we, last week we were just discussing it with 
with a with a with a with a woman who is having problems. You know, about where where is where is the line that you cross when you are ready to um, call the police or get get other um, forms of assistance. Um, in, involved, so you know, having thought, if you if you if you're able to think about and prepare yourself for those kind of horrible situations that, that unfortunately do arise too frequently, um, it's really good to have a plan. Mm. Um, so um, we do, um, you know, we we yeah, we encourage. Yeah. And, I mean, and that, planning. Yeah. that plan would be absolutely essential to re- reducing the anxiety and the panic, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I think, you know, if you, um, you know, this, this, you know, having a plan helps re- reduce the anxiety. It also actually, if, if you're preparing a plan, it's all part of that self-care, taking care of yourself. And I think that kind of energy can can help you move forward as well once you start focusing once people start focusing on the things that they can do for themselves they're starting to move forward um uh in a in a positive way rather than they're thinking or being focused on what am i going to do to get the other person to change Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's about it's empowering you Mm -hmm. know what what can i do for myself in this situation to, to make things better. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That leads me to the question of setting boundaries. Can you talk about what that means and possibly even give it, give a, a simple example of what that might look like? Yeah. Um, yeah, boundaries, boundaries are really hard. It's one of the, um, it's something we, we discuss a lot um, and uh, boundaries will be, very individual um we encourage people to find boundaries that that work for um work for them so i'm just trying to think of some really practical um examples of boundaries that people often um so a spouse might say um because they know that if they engage in angry conversations with their with their partner when the partner's been drinking or taking drugs they might set a boundary for themselves as in i am not going to talk to you when you have been drinking it's just not something that i'm going to do mm-hmm. and um so they can establish so it's so it's it's about their own behavior what what they're going to do um it might also be it might take it a bit further they might say to their spouse well if you if you if you if you come home inebriated off off your head then you sleep on the sofa and um that might be a boundary that they set it's a rule for themselves but mm. it also impacts their spouse um with my um with my son we came to a boundary um uh, in the in the the last period when he was living with us, that there were to be um, no drugs um, at all in our house, and uh, he wasn't to take drugs if he was going to continue living with us. But that that was a boundary that only worked when he was already down his path of recovery. In in the I think the first boundary that we kind of established with him was. Um, we we want if you if you're going to live with us we need to meet with you 
six o'clock every Sunday evening to have a conversation about what it is you're doing for your own life um, because we want to love and support you. And at, at that particular point in time, you know, if we'd set up a boundary saying, oh, no drugs in our house, do you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no way that he could have he could have met that. Mm-hmm. So we, we found a boundary that with some kicking and screaming he could agree to. Do you know what I mean? So every yeah. every family member has to work through, you know, trying to find a boundary that might work for for them you know it could be could be something like oh um i'm going to stop uh buying um buying wine um to bring home for my husband to drink every night or do do you know what i mean what you're saying what what i'm hearing is that is that idea there's not just one way of of doing this there's no rules it's a way of figuring out what works for you in the context of your household and your relationship and your own personal uh, limits, I think, is what you're saying. I, I, absolutely, your own personal value system, your your limits, and and, and what you you think might might work. And um, that there is there's no there's no one size fits all. Um, I mean, people who um, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a smart facilitator, but I'm not a trained professional. In yep. So it's not you know we we don't we don't give advice to people. We say, look, this is something that that works for works for me. You might you might try you might choose to try it out and see whether or not it works for you. Yeah. And then it then it's then it's that whole thing. You might you might choose to try out something and it might not work at all. And then it's and then it's kind of like well stop stop bashing your head against yeah. the brick wall. Yeah. Let's let's try something different. And what what we what we often find when people start at family meetings they've been doing the kind of angry shouting you know um, or cutting off or mm-hmm. um, uh, behaviours. Do, do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, like they're, going they're, silent or something or kicking the yeah, person out yeah. of the house. Or... Yeah, so, yeah, and they've, they've been doing that for quite a long while. And, it, and you know, if it doesn't work, then then try something new. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, it's really, really hard. I mean, a, a top, a, an absolute top tip for anybody dealing with this is to try and, to find your own personal support group. Who's going to be on your team, mm. cheering you on, encouraging you, helping you to make these changes? Now, if you if you find a family and friends support group, you know will be your will be your mm. cheer squad. Do, do you know what I yep, mean? Yep, but, and, um, yep. Yeah, but but people can find family, friends. You know, help. Hopefully, you can find a good mental health or medical. Um, support provider as well. Do you, do you know yes, what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You've got to. Again, that's all up you to you. Can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a good t- uh, place to take a break. So um, we'll take a short break, and the song we're going to play now is "Andalusia" by Beth King and the Hemingway Company.
Goongaroo Environment Centre is a grassroots community organisation campaigning for East Gippsland's precious forests. For over 15 years, we've been using direct action, citizen science and community engagement to stop the continued logging of precious native forests and threatened species habitat. After this summer's terrible bushfires, there's an even greater urgency to protect what remains and the Victorian government haven't ruled out plans to log the small fragments of unburnt forests and so-called salvage log in burnt areas. It's now so important that forests and wildlife are protected so they can recover. Head to gecko.org.au to keep updated with the latest news and to get involved. Gecko acknowledges the logging is happening on the stolen lands of the Gunnakurnai and Bidwell and Monaro people and that sovereignty was never ceded. A 3CR supporter. Get lost in science. The 3CR every week to hear Beth, Chris and Stuart discuss news and issues from the universe that is science. Get informed and learn a bit more about the world around you. Lost in Science can be heard every Thursday at 8.30 in the morning and is repeated the following Tuesday at 6am. Word to the nerd. You can also download a podcast. Go to the website at www.3cr.org.au and get lost in science. This is the Living Free Show on 3CR Digital Radio, live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. 
and we are talking with Claire today about smart re- the smart recovery approach to helping the family and friends of people whose behaviour concerns them. Welcome back, Claire. Um, Hi. Claire told us before that she's just recovering from COVID, so she's doing a great job <laughs> with this uh, <laughs> long conversation. Um, Claire, um, it presumably takes, uh, it would probably surprise some people that come to Smart Recovery for help to discover that they're the ones being asked to change. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what that experience is like for people or or for yourself when you hear about that? Yeah. Look, I I think when they first come to the meetings, um, all they they want is for their loved one to change. And and the the first um the the first point in our approach is you know you we're, we're, we're powerless over them we can't force other uh, somebody else to do something that they don't want to do or that they aren't ready to do and that we have to um we have to change ourselves and that can be the way that we um think about things the things that we do the things that we, um, uh, the, the, the ways in which we, we communicate. There are a whole raft of things about change. Um, I think often one of the, um, you know, another another top tip is for uh, a family member who's going through this experience, which is incredibly stressful, to go to their GP and get a mental health care plan. And I know counselling Service, professional counselling services are really hard to access at the moment, particularly. But um, you know, somebody might say, "Well, you know, I thought you were going to tell me who, you know, was the best psychiatrist I could send my husband to, not you know, you telling me I need to go and get some mental health support for myself." Do, do, do yes, you know what I mean? I understand. So they, yep. um, but but what we what we do know is that. Um, professional support can also um, really help um, individuals. Um, I, I saw somebody on, on and off myself for about five years, actually, just going through this process because, um, well, a big part of, of the SMART program is cognitive behavioural therapy. So mm-hmm. if you can change the way you think about things, you can um, change the way that you behave and then you get um, different outcomes at the end mm-hmm. and um, I, I found going through cognitive behavioural therapy myself really really helpful in dealing with some of my anger and well my sadness my fear my anger in my relationship with my son and it was only really being able to get through those things that then helped me work out a plan for myself and my family and then being av- and then that meant that I was then available to um to help my son but um it is you know it's about it's about being open to the 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 possibility of changing the way you do things now and i know as well sometimes you know there'll, there'll be people who join our meeting only once yes. you know and we'll we'll talk about that you know you've got to change the way you do things and they I, I don't know. Hope, hopefully, it will just sow a seed with them. But I think maybe sometimes some, those people go away a bit disappointed because they wanted to change their loved ones, not change yeah. themselves. But that for us, that 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 is the starting point. And you know, and I I just people who stick with the change 
who who are willing to try doing different things, you know, can get some very powerful and wonderful, um, wonderful different outcomes. Um, I'm I'm just thinking here of a of a of a woman who had joined our meetings and she was absolutely adamant that she wasn't going to see a a counsellor mm-hmm. because she thought it was a complete waste of money. Why on earth would she bother? She saw one, you know, a few years ago and they were hopeless, so she wasn't going to do it again. And people in the group kept telling her, look, we've had really positive experiences. Why don't you just go and do it? So um, she, I think she had her, her first meeting with the counsellor and she came back and she, she, you know, she was really, she was really tearful about it. But, you know, they, they talked a lot about um, why, everything was kept silent about Mm -hmm. you know her partner's drinking in the family and why didn't they and so she started she started from there having kind of conversations with loved ones putting it out there Mm. but then came to you know really you know really sad emotional conversations with her husband and and look I'm not saying it solved everything but Mm -hmm. it it opened a, a new avenue of um of communication and of being that I know, um, you know, it's just one element of, of her journey and the way that things are getting better for her. But, um, you know, I, anyway, there, yeah. there, there are a lot of sad stories out there. And, as you know, I'm sure everybody who's been involved with any of this who's listening knows, mm-hmm. but there are also stories of hope and love and things um, and things getting better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it just takes a little bit of openness and a little bit of courage just to start you off on that journey of looking within yeah. and not looking out. Um, yeah. 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 And, I, and look, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I can't underestimate the courage that it takes as well. Do, do you know yes. what I mean? You no, to to talk, be... talk about that a bit. That's... Yeah. Well, look, I, I think if you, with a, with a lot of life's problems and, and people who live with problematic behaviours often feel that they should just be able to solve things, get them fixed on their own, you know, and mm-hmm. if, you keep, if you keep doing it, you, you will finally get through. Um, and it's, it's only, um, oh, yeah, having, having, I mean, for me, I think before I was able to make changes, I had to I had to be very confident in my support network. So that was mm-hmm. that was professional but it was also it was also personal and it was also through, you know, mutual aid of of smart group. You have to have for me I had to have that support network there to be able to be willing to take take the the risks um involved in, in changing. Um yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's 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 hard and, you know, often, um, you know, the, the fear, you know, I, I always had a fear, you know, my son was going to end up derelict on, on the mm-hmm. on the street or, you know, dying of an overdose. And it's kind of like, yeah, but if you rationally think, is is it what I'm doing at the moment? Is that going to, you know, maybe it's going to happen anyway. Maybe, you know, and mm-hmm. unfortunately it does happen. Um, the, the, the absolute top tip is to make sure you take extremely good care of yourself um, 
um, one of the, you know, that's that's just because that's the only way to live. But it's also, you know, you know how when you're on an aeroplane yep. and they're doing the safety jam- demonstration and the masks come down and yep. they, they say, you know, parents, put the mask on yourself before you help the loved one. Uh, because if you haven't got the mask on, you 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 you're gone. You yeah. can't you can't do anything. You have to put your your self care mask on first, yep. and then um, and then then hopefully you you will be strong enough to be able to make some changes to 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 move forward. Yeah, yeah. great analogy. The other good ones are the one about uh, saving someone who's drowning. You know, you've got to be really careful that you don't get you don't both drown. And absolutely, absolutely, yeah. No, yeah. Um, unfortunately, that, that that can happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, Claire, would you please describe um, the effect or the some of the effects on a person's life of choosing to focus on their own goals and values rather than than on the behaviour of the other person? Yeah, um, I think um, I think if you do. If you do start focusing on your own goals, it's it's a it's a it's a shift, isn't it? It's a shift that um, encourages other shifts and changes, but it can also um, uh, I think it also helps um, it helps distance and objectivity and being able to deal with things more. More rationally, I'm I'm thinking of an example. Um, uh, a member of of our group who just who just couldn't um, hadn't been on holiday for years because they just couldn't leave their spouse alone drinking and mm. drinking themselves to death. That was the way they mm. they described it. And then um, you know uh, a few months ago, just just after lockdown was opening up, they. Actually, they went on a holiday on their own for seven days, <laughs> and um, they they came back. Um, spouse was still getting um, blind <laughs> drunk every evening, but this person had had the most amazing yep. <laughs> experience away, and felt um, felt the energy of dealing with it all again, dealing with work and family and 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 all of that. So it was that was really you know just a just a wonderful thing um, that that person had done, um, you know. And I know, um, yeah, you yeah you have to you have to. I mean, what's what's life about? It's it's not. You can't if if your if your loved one is on a self-destruct program, you can't you can't self-destruct your own life too. I think I think the other thing is that it is it's incredible um, role modelling for them. Um, what we what we do know as well is that uh, most people who are struggling with problematic behaviours probably have some kind of um, you know, then they're, they're often they're not they're not happy people in themselves, and they find it a difficult they find it difficult to visualise themselves having a happy life. Mm. Like, and you know, they if if then they can as as they they all do get glimmers towards a different way of life, seeing their loved one or their their parent or their sibling role modelling a life of self care, mm. fun, happiness. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, love. Yeah. Those are really positive things it's yep. not just being involved in this dark angry um sad world that yep. um people with problematic behaviors tend to um 
inhibit. Yeah. yeah? And, and I, you mentioned the word rational before, and I think the rational, it is rational to think that um, the role modelling is probably going to be much more powerful than the, um, the shouting and the anger and all the other things that you were doing. So, um, yeah. 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 Look, Claire, that's, that's about all um, we've got time for today. So um, thank you very much for sharing your um, smart recovery experience with us. Yeah, and thanks thanks for the opportunity to um, to talk about the program and um, the, the details of our program are online and, um, you know, please, anybody who's listening who'd like to join up, you know, you'd, you'd be very welcome at any of our groups. All our groups are free of charge, you know. Um, yep. we, we want people who need them to be able to access them. Yep. Yeah, thank you very much, Claire. Um, I'll give the details here. To find out more about Smart Recovery Australia, visit Smart Recovery australia.com.au for details of meetings and contact information or call them directly on 02 9 373 5100. Thanks again, Claire. Thanks, Anne. Thank you. Um, oh, and uh, coming up next, uh, or next week actually on Living Free, we'll be joined by Stacey from Al-Anon. Um, coming up next, we have Balanois, the Spirit of Wa, hosted by Uncle, Uncle Taljim Choco Edwards. Join Uncle Choco on a journey of belonging and movement through sing-alongs and yarns. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay tuned now for more Radical Radio on 3CR. And to take us out, we've got a song called Two-Face by Sincerely Grizzly. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.